So. What? What now, Caleb? 30 seconds into the opening portion of this film, I turn to Jamie and I say, this movie is anime as fuck. Yeah. I don't disagree. It was very... uh... I, I like the over-the-top nature of, like, fucking everything in this, to be honest. <laughs> That's everything. The, the, the mus- muscle armor, and then right into that Benraku-style shadow puppetry fight. I was like, this thing is ridiculous. Even, it is so dramatic. Even the carriage that they rode in was, like, right out of fucking Vampire Hunter D, practically. Hell Yeah. He signs it, his letter D, Dracula. The first time you you see his letter, it says D. Yep. It wasn't even like Dracul or, you know. Vlad. Vlad. Your boy Vlad. Please don't forget to like (laughs) and subscribe this vampire's video. (laughs) Shit. Leave a comment down below. Gary Oldman out. Not going to lie. The idea of modern day like social media vampires is something that could probably be done really cool. Oh, that yeah. could that could probably be pretty neat. Like they feed on likes and hearts. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's the idea of the psychic vampire, mm-hmm. you know, uh, feeding off of mental energies and and auras and all that kind of stuff like that. I mean, why not why not extrapolate that further into a digital thing? Maybe yeah. that's why Kanye's crazy now. Like he went too far. Nah, nah, Kanye's crazy because he's got the same shit I got, man. I t- fucking <laughs> I understand Kanye in a fucking deep way. <laughs> What is going on? Something's happened in oh, Jesus. Remyland. Sorry, guys. Somebody was... Uh, I have the uh, iPhone X, uh, which was a hand-me-down. And for some reason, uh, if I just sit there not doing anything with it, it'll start turning on Twitch and streams that I don't want to watch. Sorry about that. Yeah. That's okay. Who are we? Uh, who are we raiding, my guy? <laughs> we're, throwing, <laughs> we're raiding uh, G Oldman underscore Vlad four twenty. Blaze it! Hell yeah, dude! Hell yeah, Vlad! I'm into uh, it. Make sure you make sure you use that Twitch Prime subscription uh, every month so that you can get uh, Gary Oldman's custom emoticons in the chat. <laughs> It'll be very good. This this show is going nowhere. Guys, I need to let you know something right now. You're listening to Geek Squatch, uh, which apparently <laughs> is a podcast all about 80s and 90s nerd nostalgia. That's what I'm told, at least. Now, uh, as of today, as of recording time, uh, it is October 1st, is it not? It is. Yeah. So we've officially entered fucking Spooktober, the haunted month. Uh, and I think the plan is uh, every week. We've decided to do another theme month. We have the summer of anime we've come out of now. Nope, nope, although, although, nope. I was going to say, nope. but also but also, everything that we've done since the summer of anime has been anime as fuck. So also that. Uh, this month, though, this month, the month of October, fucking vampires, y'all. It's all about Draculas the whole way down. It's all Draculas all the way. And tonight's episode is 1992's, in my opinion, the best Dracula movie is 1992's Bram Stoker's Dracula. That's was, what we're talking about. I was going to fight you on that, but um, I kind of have to agree. It might be the best Dracula representation in film. Yeah, I think so. I think so. He was definitely a very cool Dracula. 
You know, he is like one of those uh, chill Draculas with some sunglasses action that you'd probably want to hang out with in the daytime at a pub, you know, just rocking right. the sunscreen. Uh, right, right, right. You know, I, I like him. He seems like he'd be a YouTube celebrity, which is why I'm glad you guys brought up the social media stuff earlier, because uh, I feel like he would be like a lifestyle or a lifestyle blogger, as you will. <laughs> so... Let's get this shit started. I'm Alex Hirsch. I'll be your host tonight. We got Caleb McAllister, as always, out there in uh, probably still sunny California. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're yeah, getting into okay. spring, though. You know, well, fall, spring, same thing out here, you know, basically. Okay. All right. Uh, Caleb, when is... um? Give me just give me an over under yes or no real quick. Do you like this movie or not? I need to know where you're at. I got to get my head right for this show because... You know, that's a really good question. There's things about this movie that I really, really like. Um, Gary Oldman, love the man. Great actor. Acting his balls off in this movie. Um, Keanu Reeves, probably worst performance of his career. Um, the makeup, even though this movie won an Oscar for best makeup, it's really it. hit or miss. Like I won't hear it. It's crazily like okay, most of the Dracula stuff really top notch. Like even today, kind of stands up, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keanu Reeves gray hair, oh, that is bad. That is some you, bad makeup. Do you know how hard it is to gray hair on a man with black hair? No excuses. Forty million dollar budget. Come on. Hmm. I I. Okay. I I like it. Okay. I like okay. it, but we'll it's not. Talks. It's not good. I mean, it's not like really good. It's not great. I'm not gonna watch this movie on a Friday and I feel good about myself for doing it. I watched this movie on a Monday morning and felt fantastic about it. <laughs> uh, Remy, Remy is here as well. He's the other voice you've heard so far. Remy also in California, right? Yep. Uh, yeah. So California seasons are bullshit. Uh, mm-hmm. because I'm either sweating my balls off or freezing mm-hmm. them off. And mm-hmm. uh, I, there's no snow, so I don't get how either of these things happen. But apparently on Wednesday, mm-hmm. it's going to be a high of 74, which I'm looking forward to. And it's going to rain where I'm at. Oh, nice. I'm going to come which up and weird. see you. Yeah. It's crazy that you're like, oh, it's weird that it's going to rain because that's all it's fucking done here for like a month and a half. It has just been literally 8 out of 10 days, 9 out of 10 days, just rain the whole time. Wow. Yeah, it's been kind of crazy. Um, that's how you know you're old. It's like this, like somehow casually not planned weather talk is the thing. Oh, yeah. It's like um, a daily thing when you're like 35 plus. I ask Siri what the weather's going to be like every morning. And I know because I already looked at the forecast <laughs> and I still ask her every fucking day. And I don't even leave my fucking house, man. Um, Remy, over under uh, on Bram Stoker's Dracula. We doing the Vegas odds if I like it, or what? What, what are we doing here? No, no, no. I, I just want to. I just want to hear your quick, uh, your 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 you know quick minute or so. Like, what do you? How do you feel? Sure. And let me give you some backstory real quick. I rented this uh, fine film when I was a teenager um, from a movie store in my town, and they didn't ID me or ask me my age. <sighs> so that was cool. Um, yeah. Hell yeah. So that was nice, but I also need the owners because I rented a bunch of NES games and SNES games. I think SNES, yeah, SNES. Um, so anywho, uh, remembered really fondly enjoying this movie as a teenager. 
uh, watched it again, and uh, I still fondly enjoy the movie in certain parts. There are other parts that I don't really agree with as much, and they did not hold up in my mind, and I did not find them as nostalgic as I'd kind of hoped. Uh, but, mm-hmm. I mean, over, under, uh, there's no such thing as a bad Gary Oldman in a movie. Uh, it's true. Very true. There, mm-hmm. there can be bad Keanu Reeves, and there also can be bad Winona Ryder. Um, yes. But Winona Ryder and Keanu Reeves actually kind of balance themselves out uh, with each other in their performance. So that was... Uh, that was welcomed. I, di- I didn't remember so much of that, but, you know, after watching, like, Stranger Things and seeing Winona Ryder on there and then seeing them all accept the award at, uh, I forget what award it was, um, but Winona Ryder looking around creepily, like, when, you know, that's the yeah. Winona I know now, like, so it's nice to see. Like she was in the middle of a mushroom trip? Yeah, yeah, she was in that Cowboy Bebop episode, Mushroom Rhapsody, uh, for the series that you guys didn't invite me on to talk about. Thanks. Uh, so... <sighs> Anywho, Damn. yeah, she was looking around Called out. real creepy-like, and, uh, you know, I, I like seeing old Winona Ryder versus new and possible acid trip Winona Ryder constantly, sort of Winona Ryder, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's weird, and we'll talk about it when we get into the cast a little bit more, but, like, you saying that uh, Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder kind of balance themselves out, I hadn't really thought about that, but in a way it makes both of their roles more palatable having them both in the movie because like separately <laughs> just kind of like piecemeal it's it's awful right i mean it's kind of it's kind of trash like you can tell that they're actors based on i mean of course they're actors but i mean you can tell that they're actors <laughs> because during their performances like you can definitely see when like you know i'm sure off camera like one owner is like and Keanu Reeves is like, oh, all right, it's time to act then. Um, oh, shit. And he does kind of try, but there are moments where it's just like, eh. But it, if there's one thing I've ever learned from, like, watching movies is it, there's always some sort of exchange for that. There's always going to be some bad piece of writing that may have caused that to happen, and the actors just didn't know how to do it, and the director's just like, eh, I have a winery somewhere. Mm-hmm. I think that his accent coach is to blame for his entire performance. Because oh, his accent yeah. is atrocious. It is. It is among the worst that I've ever heard attempted in a major motion picture. Yeah, I mean, uh, what's his face? Michael C. Hall there. He's on that uh, gated community show on Netflix, and his accent is British. And mm-hmm. everyone says it's a great British accent. They just don't know what part of Britain he's from or representing. <laughs> so, like, you know, even yeah. Brits are like, oh, wow, he's doing great. But, you know, Keanu Reeves, however, just day late, dollar short. Accent coach failed him hard. I'm, I'm a huge Keanu apologist. So, like, I think he's a good actor. I wouldn't say he's a great actor. Um, but, like, this is the lowest of the low. I cannot defend his performance in here. No. No, 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 no. <coughs> so, let me cough directly in my microphone. Um, so here we are. Uh, my initial opinions of this movie. Um, I remembered it well. I saw it as a teenager. Very late, though. Uh, I would have been a teenager some, what, 15 or so years plus after this came out. Um, you know, it's... It's cool. It's weirdly Victorian, uh, which I like. I mean, that was that was like a cool thing when I was a teenager. It was a thing I needed. Gary Oldman as like human walk around ass Dracula has the exact same facial hair that I carried around for like four <laughs> four years or so. Same hair, everything. I mean, it's just like I was just basically him without a top hat on. 
Um, so I don't know. I mean, when I saw this as a teenager, I was like, fuck yeah, more vampire shit. Like, give me, give me that good goth shit. Um, watching it today. <sighs> All right, look, watching it today, I think that this movie still holds up. I think this movie is still a thing that you should see if you haven't, but like, man, there's some shit you got to just be ready for. Like we've said already about a thousand times, like Keanu Reeves entirely just like, you got, you got to be ready for that shit. Um, some of the choices in, uh, we'll say the over the top kind of melodrama, like uh, Remy was mentioning earlier, like some of that shit rubs a little, a little strong for a little while, but uh, ultimately, I, I'm glad we're talking about it. I kind of like this movie still. Like after watching it today, I kind of still like it a lot. It's very influential. There's a lot of things that were taken from this film and made better. You know, I oh, think hell yeah. that you could look to any late '90s vampire movie and say they took that. You know, or they took this from this movie. Uh, and I think that has a lot to do with Francis Ford Coppola saying to his production staff. Take stuff from your nightmares, take stuff from the research, and takes the weird shit. Yep. And, and That's all I want. Bring that, me weird shit. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I think it's this movie, an interview with a vampire, that really made our modern uh you know, it made made that sort of next eight or ten years or so of vampire flicks kind of what they were, right? Oh yeah. Plus, interview is a great movie. I mean, the wardrobe in both of those movies too. Yeah, there was some Victorian like stylings in it, but there was like a lot of modern touches on those pieces too. Like some of them oh, are really yeah. beautiful in their design, and you'll see a lot of that shit on the runway still. Like today, like people trying to do that modern take on Victorian uh, clothing. And you know, while I'm not like an expert or anything, I can still say, wow, that was really impressive for what they did. You know, that's a great take. It's like when you go to like a like a, a festival for like the Dickens era or something like that. And you see people with yeah. those like really posh looking modern, almost Victorian clothes. And it's really, really super fascinating to me. So I like what they did. Yeah. This movie won an Oscar for best costuming and it deserves it. Like yeah, it's it amazing. Um, yeah. Halfway through the movie, I was like, everyone looks really good in this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and you know, Coppola had said, uh, you know, he's kind of on record uh, as saying that he he put more a disproportionate amount at least uh, of the budget to costume over say set design, um, which if you know that and you go back and watch the movie, it's kind of super obvious. There's not a lot in the way of like huge you know set piece kind of situations, right? Like there's not this big sprawling. It's not it's not fucking Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah, everything's on a soundstage. Everything's right. a set. There is no exterior shots. He did that very purposefully. So that he could save money on his budget. Yeah. Sure. And also it evokes, I mean, this movie evokes in a weird way, a lot of those. So moving, you consider this like a monster movie, right? I mean, I would say this is still at some point, still kind of a monster movie. Um, If you look at where that genre went through, especially the eighties and like coming into the nineties and you've got your candy mans and your, uh, you know, Friday the 13th and all that kind of shit like that. Right. Leprechaun, Chucky, all that around this time. Um, this handled the monster movie in a very classic way. And I think partially because it's based directly on, you know, Bram Stoker's Dracula. I think partially because, uh, vampires in mythology are like an ancient creature and there's a, there's a, there's an air of romanticism and stuff around them. So there's a degree of like almost sort of aristocracy and respect that people put on vampire stuff. I mean, it wasn't until your, 
uh, you know, mid 2000s where they kind of went like, what if they were vampires, but basically also crazy zombie monster people, you know, uh, where the Nosferatu sort of side of things kind of came out. Um, I really like the minimalistic set design because it makes this movie feel like an older movie. Watching it, it feel it feels the same way, uh, you know, it's a lot less campy and everything else. And it's obviously a lot more modern, but it feel it has the same, uh, I don't know. It summons up those feelings of the, of, of Bella Lugosi. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it, it really feels like you're watching that old shit. Um, but then every once in a while there's like an amazing monster on screen. You know what I mean? Like, right. That takes you out of that. Like, Whoa, that is cool and scary. Like the fucking makeup and practical effects in this movie. Like this is just like, I have like the biggest nerd boner over this movie. I love, uh, I love minimalistic sets too. Like in movies, uh, because it helps me focus on the characters and like the actual acting more than the sets. Because if you ever watch me watching like an Aaron Sorkin show or something, I'll be like, Oh, look what he hit there. Or, you know, something like that. Or, you know, directors like, God, that was my biggest problem with ready player one was that there was so much shit everywhere. Like the third time I watched the movie, I finally focused on the acting and I'm like, he, I don't know about this right. one, but you know, I loved everything else. Like, if there's too much eye candy in something, like, I totally will go ADD on it and be like, nope, not going to look at that. <laughs> Only focusing on this. At the same yep. time, there's a lot of symbolism in the background in this film. Oh, for sure. Some of it's in the foreground, too. I mean, the Dracula's castle looks like a guy sitting on a throne, a skeleton sitting on a throne. That's pretty obvious to everybody, right? Castlevania, yep. I don't know why you would ever build a castle that isn't some dope shit like that. Like anytime I see anytime I see a supernatural type person that lives in a castle, vampires, whatever. Why would they ever look like a fortified like military embattlement, right? Like why would they ever look like an actual castle? I want that shit. You mean to tell me you're immortal? Dude, are you kidding me? I want to see a 75-foot statue of you. Like standing in the front fucking courtyard, you know what I mean? Yeah, let's just get go crazy, crazy with, with it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got you literally have nothing but time. You want a castle <laughs> that looks like a chicken? Let's do it. Yeah, dude. Baba Yaga's hut, except huge. Mm. Let's go. That'd be awesome. Yeah, castle awesome, on a uh, chicken legs. That'd be great. Yeah, dude. And Hell yeah. thus, Hal's moving castle was born. Pretty much, yeah. Did you guys see so, Hal's moving castle? Not yet. Good. No. <laughs> no, because when did what year did that come out? I want to say House was like two thousand and three, maybe. Yeah, two thousand one, two thousand two, maybe something but, like that. Yeah. Um. Anyway, the plot of this movie. Mm. Um. Read the book. Yeah, read the book and then watch this, and you go like, okay, sure, yeah, that name was in the book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's 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 about where that goes. Um. I want to start with – I'm not going to go through a like like bit-by-bit bit total plot synopsis here because I don't like doing that, honestly. I have a hard time focusing even trying to fucking recite that shit to people. What I will say is I want to talk about some of the cooler parts of the movie, and I want to start off with the intro because mm, – Very good. We, ki we had kind of mentioned it earlier. The intro of this movie is fucking wild to me. Mm. Like it is this sort of shadow puppetry – play with a lot of implied violence but without blowing a huge budget on getting all these guys in armor and all these guys on a set or a field and all these you know practical effects of arms getting chopped off and everything it's all of the brutality of it literally told through a slow panning shadow puppetry almost static shot really uh, just kind of panning across 
with the sound of battle in the background and Anthony Hopkins, the great Anthony Hopkins, narrating over top of it. It fucking rules. Can't you see this thing just being animated, though? Like, straight up, shot for shot, this movie could be anime. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, and I would love it. I would be fine with that. <laughs> It'd be better. It seems fine. Yeah. Um, so the idea is the movie starts off uh, talking about Vlad Dracula, uh, member of the Order of the Dragon. This is in 1462. Um, talks about how he's a great warrior. He's fighting on behalf of the church. He is, uh, you know, doing the whole Holy Crusade deal. Um, an arrow gets shot into the castle that he lives in. Or that he's staying in, or whatever it may be, an arrow gets shot into the castle uh, with a an erroneous note saying that Vlad had died, had fa- he'd fallen in battle, and his wife Elisabetta uh, commits suicide after hearing this. She jumps off of the you know balcony into a river, whatever, dies. They pull her out uh, like Ophelia and Hamlet. They have her laying there upon the altar, all fucking and almost an exact same. The her dress, I swear to God, her dress is like. Hey, what if you made that painting? Do you know what a painting I'm talking about? The painting of Ophelia di- like floating down the river? Look it up. It's, it's literally just that. Uh, but she, instead of being in a river, she's on an altar. Um, so, of course, Vlad loses his fucking mind, renounces the church, renounces his faith, uh, goes buck-ass wild, and stabs, stabs a sword into a stone cross. Yeah, that <laughs> Which... dude. Let me tell you what. If that's all you got to do to like become a vampire, count me count in. Count me in. Yeah, you good. <laughs> yeah i stab all kinds of shit i just i stab shit just wondering what's gonna happen if one day you mean to tell me the blood can start pouring from everything around me that seems awesome i got Yo. tapestries hanging up on my wall because i've stabbed them right is that true is that why the tapestry's up there it has been stabbed that's why it's up there okay. yeah it has been stabbed just make sure hey what's the craziest thing you guys ever stabbed I'm not that crazy stabby, to be honest. Um, probably myself on accident, you know, poked myself or something. I did put a staple through my thumb on purpose once. On purpose, huh? Just like what, like wondering like what it's going to be like? Mm-hmm. Just test it out? Okay. Mm-hmm. I've, I've done shit like that before. What about you, Remy? You ever stab anything buck-ass wild? Uh, a Christmas ham once. But that was... Huh. Not buck-ass wild, right. you know what I mean? Like, Is that like... All right, I got to talk to I gotta talk to a doctor about this, I guess. <laughs> Spiral ham, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I got stories. I'll talk. I'll uh, ask me later about my stabbing stories once I get another beer to in me. Sure. Um, so this all goes down. Uh, Vlad he he swears sort of uh, revenge. Uh, swears, to, swears to avenge his fallen wife uh, using all the powers of darkness and hell and everything else. And blood pours from the statue and from the candles, and he kind of freaks out. Um, he has a then moment, fast forward. you know, a moment. Yeah, I mean, he handles his grief poorly. Um, or a, I would, I mean, to me, adequately, that's fine. It's a really bad Anakin Skywalker becoming Darth Vader scene before that was a thing. Yeah, I, you probably could put that no sound clip over that scene and it would play pretty fucking, pretty much the same, right? I mean. No, uh, I ain't scared. Let's do it. Um. So you fast forward, what is it, 435 years, if my redneck math is correct, um, to old London town. And now you have, hold on, guys, wait a minute. Now you have Tom Waits in jail. Tom Waits in a, in a lunatic asylum. Yeah. Hey, I, I had seen this movie before. 
And I kind of like me some Tom Waits. I had no fucking idea he was in this movie until today. I always thought it was um, the guy who played Hellboy. Why am I blanking on his name? Ron Perlman. Yeah, I thought it was Ron Perlman growing up. And then I saw him and I was like, that's not Ron Perlman at all. Ron Perlman is if uh, Tom Waits ever like lifted anything except his guitar. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Yeah, I can see that. So, uh, no, we go to old London town and uh, Keanu Reeves as Jonathan Harker is being briefed on um, this 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 uh, job that he's inheriting because Tom Waits' character had gone insane. Renfield had gone insane uh, after visiting Transylvania. And so his boss was like, all right, you're newly qualified for this shit. You're going to go down to Transylvania. You're going to handle this count who is trying to buy a property all around London. So you're going to go down there and finalize it and make it happen. And Keanu Reeves is just like, cool. Literally not a question of, yo, what made him crazy down there in Transylvania? Like, is, it, is he okay? <laughs> like, can I go, can I visit him? Can I, t- what happened? Was it, was, did something happen down there? Or is he just like clinically kind of a little off? No questions asked. Keanu's just like, all right, uh, bye fiance. I'll see you later, dude. Can't get married uh, right go now. You know, yeah, gotta go do things. Uh, yeah. We'll get married later. I'm going to go down to Transylvania and like totally fucking hang out with this guy for a little while. Peace. Sure. Also, we never find out why Dracula wants to move to London. That's why I was going to ask. Like, why does he want to go to London? Does he know that Mina's there? Or has that just become his focus afterwards? I don't know, man. I mean, the Industrial Revolution's happening. Maybe he's going up there to get some new hot tips to make some money to get that big statue built finally. I don't know. Real estate prices, they're just right. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny because... Keanu does kind of say that. He says, is this some sort of like uh, a method of raising the price around the city so that you make more money? Unfucking real. <laughs> um, the, the, the one thing I don't want in my fucking vampire movies is real estate discussion. I mean, everything else is kind of okay, but goddamn. Uh, so, Jonathan says goodbye to his fiance Mina, who looks exactly like Elizabetha, who, Elizabetha, who is portrayed by Winona Ryder, both characters. Um, so he says goodbye to her, goes down to Transylvania, meets up with Dracula. I, you know, okay, what kind of dude do you have to be? Either brave or stupid or, or a combination of the two. To be greeted at this castle which is already haunted as fuck, obviously, like 110%. Like this place is, this whole country's haunted as fuck, right? Uh, you get you get picked up on in a stagecoach, there's wolves chasing you, there's floating rings of fire everywhere. And you're just like, no, nah, it's cool, I'm going to go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go knock on the door. I'm also, go some, some bird-headed dude like picks you up and puts you in the carriage. You know, like there's no real choice in going. Right, right, right. Anime! But it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so he gets greeted by fucking damn ass Dracula, right? Like straight up goddamn ass Dracula is the one who answers the door. And he's like, oh, no, just come in and eat dinner. It's cool. And Keanu's like, yeah, it seems legit. <laughs> well, yes, sir. I what? will join you for dinner and then become dinner. That's what I thought the whole time. Like, he's going to get eaten. You know, like, why would you? I don't know. It's Jonathan Harker must be really hard up to get some money gotta be something man if it is so, we don't know no we don't know we don't get told that it's just uh he's just here so he hangs out with dracula a little bit dracula then finds that harker has a portrait of his fiance who looks just like his 
wife some 430 something years ago uh and he's like oh shit now i know what's up all right so i'm gonna tell y'all right now i did not watch any deleted scenes from this movie okay i don't know if the real estate plan was ever explained anymore at any at any point in time but i have to wonder why dracula's ass was able to like in the span of a few days a week whatever it was he's like already considering buying up all the space in london and then he's like oh shit that girl's up there i'm going tomorrow you know what i mean yeah like pack up pack up the dirt clods dog we're getting the fuck out of here i don't know it's that shit was kind of buck wild uh luckily a lot of that inconsistency and sort of like weird burden on the audience goes away kind of after this point because basically (sighs) Jonathan Harker, Keanu Reeves gets trapped up in the castle by some triad of fucking concubine vampire witches and uh, they be out there squirting blood from nipples and biting on people and keeping them all drained up and shit. It looks like a good Uh, time. Not gonna lie. It all seems fucking a-okay to me. 10 out of 10 seems like a good night. (laughs) Would recommend. (laughs) Yeah, would pay for that. (laughs) I was like, this is like a man's dream. Like, a dream upon dreams, you know? I I like blood. Yeah. I like blood. It's fine. Blood's just fine. Blood's just fine. Depends on where you're sucking it out from, I think. Ah, it's all the same. It's all the same blood. It, is unless it though? Coming out of a yeah, unless it's coming out of like a liver or something. Like it's all it's all the same. Mm. I don't think Remy's down for this. Yeah, I I don't know where I stand on this. Like, I want to like it, but the kid in me is like, nah, bruh, and the adult in me is like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, could be fun. Come on, it could. You be. only live once, you know. Like, I mean, we weren't really worried about like blood transmitted diseases in that period of time were we well we were but they're vampires so oh oh it might be all right also later on the movie they ask him if you ever got any blood in his mouth i cannot believe that that boy did not get some blood in his mouth there's no fucking way there's no fucking way because then bitches was sucking blood out of his nipples exactly and then and then making out with him right don't you ever tell Jonathan Harker, you are dumb. You're you're not a clever man. Unless the argument could be made that only Dracula's blood directly from him could make you into a vampire. I guess that's the logic that we're going with. Hmm. You can only be fired from Dracula. Right. We're back we're back to it. We're back to it. And I gotta ask. I gotta ask. Is it the thrill of the hunt? Is it the hearkening back after hundreds of years of existence in a painful, dying world? Is it hearkening back to your more human feelings and and the most exhilarating thing you can feel, which is sort of new love and new relationships and stuff? Is it all that? Or do you guys think Dracula fucks? Oh, he fucks. You think this Dracula fucks? He's still a man. Sort of. Yeah, I mean, he's an... dead man so well okay wolf dracula definitely fucks yes yeah i mean that's we very saw apparent. that we saw that but i'm saying dracula asked dracula sunday evening all right 4 30 in the afternoon no company scheduled hanging out in his weird long robes mm-hmm. does dracula fuck yeah like yeah 
Okay. All right. He's a man. Okay. He's got needs. I mean, undead right. or not, he's got needs. I mean, he just doesn't go around stabbing shit buck-ass wild all the time. <laughs> what, like me? Yeah, like... <laughs> what, like what, what, like me? I used to take a knife into the Kroger, man, at like 2 o'clock in the morning and just walk through Kroger, like, stabbing bags of chips and, like, milk jugs and shit like that. I was a... You have problems. I was troubled, I was troubled man. Yeah. I was troubled. Um, I'm telling so, your mom. <laughs> don't fucking tell her that, please. I'm not... I'm actually... I don't even think the statute of limitations is up on that shit, so at some point, I... Sure. Um, come at me, Kroger. You don't know where I am. You don't even know who I am. Uh, it's the name is happens? Alex Hirsch and he lives in Virginia. <laughs> You're a snitch is what you yep. are. Yep. You're a fucking dirty snitch. So, uh, what's up? What, where are we at right now in this fucking movie? Um, blood and nipples. Jonathan. Yeah. Jonathan. <laughs> uh, sorry. Yeah. I mean, the blood nipples got me. Jonathan be getting them nipples done. Um, and then we, we kind of move on uh, to the rest of the entirety of the plot, right? Like the first 15 or 20 minutes is kind of setting that shit up. And then it's like, all right, then now two hours of this shit. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. my God. Yeah. There's a lot that kind of, a lot of setup and a lot of shit that goes on in the first like 25, 30 minutes. And then this movie just fucking slogs, dude. Um, if you want a better example of how to hunt a vampire, there were several movies in the mid 2000s that were not good movies, but absolutely fucking truncated that shit to a point of like, get some good dudes, get some cool gear, go kill the fucking vampires. They made a whole Van Helsing movie that happened to star uh, Kate Beckinsale in it, which may be the only reason that I'd like or paid attention to that movie. But I'm just saying. Wait, she was in that? What are you talking uh, about? Yeah. Kate Beckinsale was fucking uh, the, uh, the, the woman that was oh, in that fucking movie. Right. She, she was, she was a fucking right. co star. Yeah. Yeah, she was in that corset the whole time with the fucking ringlets. Mm, yeah. Don't come at me. Like, I don't know. Let's talk about Underworld. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, like, if you, you want to induce yourself into a very brief nap and tell, like, Siri, wake me up in 25 minutes... After the first 40 minutes of this movie is the logical point in which you should start doing that. Just like set a little alarm, Siri. Yeah. Set alarm for 25 minutes. Recline like this. You're done. Yep. Plays really well He's on doing the it. audio medium. Yeah, it does. <laughs> He's doing it, though. He looks like he's napping real good, though. Cross my arms and shit. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Vamp status. Yeah, there's this no. whole sequence where, like, so vampire, or so Dracula comes to London. Because he wants yes. to get some Mina Poontang, and that's all he's got on his mind. But first, he's got to fuck her friend, Lucy, and make her a vampire. But he's also kind of like a wolfman vampire in that part, which I kind of don't get, but, you know, whatever. No, it's because Dracula can assume many forms. Right. He, he was right. just doing the werewolf of London. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, so the thing is, is up until, up until uh, more modern times... The idea of the werewolf and the vampire weren't so incredibly separated. I mean, really, if you look at what most people know about that shit, I mean, it kind of just comes from the Underworld movies, let's be honest. Like, for real. They're really good. Well, they're really bad, but good. They're bad good in a fucking super way. I have seen every one of them many times. They're popcorn Uh, flicks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, But the idea of 
the sort of mythological vampire and the idea of the mythological werewolf are not super fucking far apart. Um, so when he shows up as a as a werewolf and bones down with this Lucy chick, I'm like, yup, because Dracula could turn into wolves and shit, totally. Yup, got it. Go on. Um, of all of the... Of all the Dracula forms in this movie, werewolf form is the worst. Mm-hmm. The face like is it. really good. He looks like a man in a gorilla suit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you fix that unless you make someone like incredibly lupine with like a snout and like a hunch, kind of like they did in Underworld. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Unless you really go like full ass fucking World of Warcraft worgen with it, uh, I imagine you just end up looking like an ape man from a distance, right? That's kind of the thing. Yeah. I guess. So, so then they fuck. Yeah, they bites fuck. Her. Uh, Lucy is Mina uh, Winona Ryder's uh, good friend who she's staying with while her fiancé is in Transylvania. Um, she has several suitors. She's wild and free. She's a member of the aristocracy, so she's able to be wild and free and kind of do whatever the fuck she wants because she knows she's going to get married kind of regardless, right? Yeah, she can pick who she wants. Right, so she has suitors. Who in turn become fucking a crack team of vampire hunters, I guess. But here's the thing. Man, if we're really going to talk about this, the vampire hunter team in this movie, among the weakest, I think I've seen in any vampire hunting movies. Yeah. Like, even Van Helsing is kind of fucking bad. And I'm not saying that Anthony Hopkins isn't playing a role very well. I'm just saying that Van Helsing as the leader of this vampire shit, I know they made him a little more sort of... Uh, you know, true to the true to the mythos, I guess. It kind of made him a little more scholarly uh, than anything else. But this was a fucking perfect opportunity to take a science man in the Victorian era where science and mysticism were not too far apart um, and give him some fucking cool gadgets a la Van Helsing fucking in the mid-2000s. You know what I mean? Like, Van Helsing could have done some dope shit, is all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, he's kind of a lame hero in this yeah for me. and he's and he's the biggest one out of all of them then you then you have your your other folks you've got uh uh fucking what's his name you got carrie elwis yules uh, Ar- yules yules is that is that yeah. his name yeah well fucking take that i don't like the guy anyway whoa 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 yeah yeah it's a whole thing it's a whole thing i get this every fucking time it's a whole <laughs> did thing did you I don't like not watch him in psych no he's fucking incredible in psych in, just go yeah, on with your it. life. You keep living your best Carrie Yule's free life. Jesus. <laughs> I know, yeah, right? It's going great. It's going great. I'm doing well. I'm totally not like on the verge of a breakdown like all the time. Um, maybe that's the secret. So, well, you've got him um, as Sir Arthur Holmwood. You've got uh, Richard E. Grant as Dr. Jack Seward, who is like Van Helsing's um, like understudy. Protégé. Right? And he also, right, his, his protege. And he... he um, works at or runs this insane asylum that Renfield is at, that Tom yeah. Waits' character is at. Um, he's really an administrative yeah. assistant. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, yeah, he's not really, he doesn't seem to be making, he's too dirty to be running the place. You know what I mean? Like, on his work, in his work clothes, far too dirty. To be, to be fair, the, the everybody in, in, like, the 19th century was pretty dirty. Like, I think dirt was kind of part of your everyday life, you know? Like, you wake up, kind of rub sure. some dirt on yourself, and then go on, you know? Let me explain this to you. You have Cariules as Sir Arthur Holm- Holmwood, a, uh, you know, kind of a nobleman type guy, but seems to be physically capable, right? You've got uh, Dr. Jack Seward, who is the doctor of the team. He is the guy that brings in Van Helsing eventually, um, but he's also kind of there 
not a big fat guy or anything else like that. Like you would think maybe also capable of handling himself in some way. Uh, you got a guy named Billy Campbell playing Quincy P. Morris, who is also uh, one of these suitors of Lucy's, who is also uh, ends up on this kind of vampire hunting team. And Quincy, his whole thing is he's just an American. The like he just knife. has gun. He has guns and knives. Yeah. Um, and the knife does get used later. But here's the thing, that sucked. And this movie, for a movie that spends like literally fucking two hours talking about how we got to kill the Dracula. There's like no fucking action in this movie whatsoever. Like if you're coming in this if you're coming for Bram Stoker's Dracula, see Dracula get his ass kicked, that never happens. No. The resolution at the end of the film that we end up getting to uh is over in about 15 seconds. I mean, it's just it's it's not that movie. But love will never uh, die, Alex. Is that true? That's the name of the that's the tagline for the film. That's cursed and I hate it. It's bad. I can imagine seeing that on a fucking movie poster. Um, I have, I just have really big issues with the vampire hunting team here because, okay. So say you have all of these guys who all seem to be of some means, um, some more than others. You do have, uh, your scholarly scientist man in, uh, professor Abraham von Helsing played by Anthony Hopkins, as we mentioned earlier. Y'all know that we got to deal with this Dracula, right? So everybody gets together and, like, we got to fucking deal with this Dracula, like, right now. And nobody goes, oh, yeah, I got an old army buddy. He's, like, still into, like, doing cool army shit. Nobody goes, like, we should find some merchant sailors or some ruffians. Or, and literally, they're just like, no, nah, we got this shit. We're fine. That guy's got a knife, if you remember. <laughs> That's the whole fucking deal. These guys just figure, like, they're going to take on fucking Dracula. Somebody comes in and convinces them. An old, crazy, fucking Austrian-ass sounding scientist shows up, and he's like, no, it's vampires. Totally. You've never heard of them before, but that's what that is. And they're all like, all right, bet, so we can kill this thing together, right? We can do that. Me and you and that guy. We'll head, on, we'll head down to fucking Transylvania, which, by the way, is not like you just get on a plane. Like, we're going to go down here, we're going to kick a fucking immortal's ass, and what, we're going to crack a sixer and fucking watch the game afterwards? Like, what are you talking about? So, Jamie pointed this out as well while we're watching. She's like, okay... All these guys, Billy Campbell, He's the Rocketeer. Yules, yep, that's true. Yes. Richard E. Grant, they're all interested in one thing. That's Lucy's vagina. And once yeah. Carrie Yules I mean, secures that shit. Yeah, no, she's hot. Don't get me wrong. Um, then, like, once she decides that she's going to marry Carrie Yules, like, why are they there? They just keep hanging. Yeah. It's like I don't understand. Like Quincy is still friends with Arthur. It's the weirdest shit, man. These guys are so illy equipped. Like back to that, like the team that's hunting Beast and Beauty and the Beast seems like they'd be a rougher crowd. Like Gaston's got that (laughs) shit on lock, but I I don't know about all these guys. Rocketeer or not? Yeah, I mean, not only that, but like, I I guess they're just motivated by revenge, right? Because Dracula, you know, turns Lucy. Now she's a vampire. They think she dies, but she comes back from the dead and they have to kill her. So I guess they're just, they're mad because I don't know. I don't, I don't know if they would motivate me the most, especially from a guy who's like not going to marry her initially. Like, right. Why? I mean, I, I want to touch on that. Um, I want to touch on that vampire murder scene though, where they kill, uh, when they dispatch Lucy. Right. Yeah. That shit's actually pretty good. Yes. 
it it that part feels like okay new vampire fresh vampire right um literally the day after she's been turned or whatever um they walked in that bitch and kind of ran things in a way that to me like it it all kind of shook out like it all made sense right um you know anthony hopkins curses her ass back into the coffin uh which was really cool it was like filmed in reverse mm-hmm. so it all like it it it, it was justifiably weird in a, in a cool way uh the again back to the costume design just like the the sheer white paint the white almost like wedding gown but like far beyond victorian like in a surreal way like that shit was all really cool carrying a fucking you know naked kid around that she's gonna eat is a is a neat thing to see visually that's like there's a weird thing when you see like a you know young woman uh, who would be married off at the time carrying a child like that, but it is not a wholesome thing. She is going to drain this child of its blood. Like, that's fucking dope. That is so good. Um, I appreciated that part of the movie a lot. In Geek Squash like, canon, is... how many times did you yell Hell Satan during that scene? <laughs> oh, dude, I was I was sending Satan memes all day today because you're because your boy was in an altered mind state. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah, was, people, people were getting getting earfuls of my shit while I was watching this movie. It was awful. I didn't want to do it to Caleb because I was trying to keep his mind fresh. Yeah, well, we didn't want to spoil me for, you know, what was going to happen tonight. We talked about right. hailing Satan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that scene's really, really good. And, and the decapitation's great. And Carrie Ewell's, like, Screaming as he's running that stake, pounding it over and over again into through her heart. It's good stuff. He is a great actor. He is. When he does serious, he does serious very well. I'll say I didn't hate him in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Like him as the gentleman thief in Psych. He's good. Might have to check that out. It's like that show. That's a TV show, right? Is that the show where the guy, the guy's dad was like a super detective or whatever and like trained him in like observational skills like Sherlock Holmes? Or is that something else I'm thinking of? Uh, He's hyper attentive. Uh, So he notices fucking everything. So he pretends to be a psychic because of that. But oh, yeah, that show came out around the same time that the first series or the second season of uh, Heroes came out. And I remember that being on. But Heroes wasn't because I guess the people writing psych were scab assholes. Um so I remember that that show existing and being really fucking mad about it because I couldn't watch my goddamn fucking low rent X Men. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So after that, that's when the movie like becomes really about you know Mina and Dracula, right? Yeah, she meets old she meets old Drac fucking walking the streets. He's already come to London with several like containers of his native homeland's dirt, which is pretty cool i guess um so he shows up already boned down with lucy already turned into a vampire and now he's just cruising the streets of london on foot hanging the fuck out now dracula has to have some sort of like superhuman tracking ability right like there's got to be a way how does he how do you guys explain a way how how is he able to hone in on exactly where the fuck mina is in the way that he does. They, uh, because London at the time is a big fucking city still, you know? He's a level 11 half-elven ranger illusionist. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. All right. Use some divination magic. That's all I need. All right, cool, man. Great. 
just done and done. Press the digitation all day, my dude. He just yeah, rolled dude, that fucking, 20. Fucking asked and answered. That's all I need to hear. That's fine. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Half elf as fuck. Um, as well. I always played, always, always like made a uh, foreign role playing half-elf characters when I was in high school because I couldn't grow a full beard. I could only grow that, like, shitty fucking Gary Oldman facial hair that he had. Uh, so I was always like, I can't grow a full beard and be, like, a real uh, a man, a human. Uh, so I'll be, like, a half-elf because they can kind of grow a little bit, right? So um, behind the scenes on this film, at some point, like, halfway through filming, and I'm not sure where, um, Gary Oldman and Winona Ryder had a falling out, like, pretty hard. Yeah. And I wonder where that's at in this movie because it's really you can't like see it. No, it was supposed to be early in the filming process that it happened, but as you guys know, they movies are very rarely ever filmed in chronological order as you would view it. So it's like I wonder what scene or like what like what the fuck were they doing? Gary Oldman famously was kind of an alcoholic before, and you know, so for whatever that's worth. And he's getting um, divorced at the same time that the movie was yes, being made. Yes, So it's like, you know, I, w- I the weird gossip in me would like to know what the fuck happened there. She and won't like, say. And like how, how and why. He won't yeah. say. She won't say. They probably have an agreement because they probably slept together or something. And yeah, maybe. Out. Like, I mean, that's really where you could go with that. But here's another thing. She was super into Keanu at the time. Well, well, who was it? Always has been, as it turns out. God damn. Are we, Gary are we saving that for the end? Or? No, we should talk about it now. I think we should talk about it now. Yeah. So It's a good time. Like, there was a recent interview for a film that they did together, uh, Keanu and Winona. So they've been in three films together. I don't know the f- second one, because this was the first. What was okay. the second one? Do you guys know? I don't know that off the top of my head. Mm-mm. Let me give me a sec. I'll mark this time. While you're looking for that, uh, I do want to say that, man, I never real, I never ever realized how attractive Winona Ryder was in the '90s. Dude. Oh yeah, because I would. I mean, when this movie came out, I was six or something like that. So you know, like the, I didn't see this movie when it came out. Um, I don't remember her from anything except Beetlejuice, and that movie was like. I was so young and that movie was so weird that it just never clicked to me. It, I didn't figure out she was hot until fucking a couple of years ago. And I was like, oh, yeah, shit. Good for her. So they were in uh, A Scanner Darkly together. Oh, Jesus. Oh. I did know that. I totally forgot that. Um, and then Destination hey. Wedding, which was recent. And this is where all this stuff that I'm about to we're all about to talk about came out. So in this film, Mina and Jonathan Harker get married in what you know we i think is a set turns out they were really in romania in a romanian church for this scene and it's not long i mean we're talking like i don't know 40 seconds yeah it's it's really not long and apparently there was an entire ceremony that was done by a ordained uh uh, orthodox romanian minister or priest and they're probably really married in Romania. Uh, in Romania, yeah, I would, I would imagine. Well, it was funny you because do that shit in a church with an actual priest, like I'm pretty sure that's the thing. Because in that interview, like Winona apparently looks at uh, Keanu and she goes, "You know, we're probably married, right?" And it's like Keanu paused and said, 
oh man you might be right <laughs> and he, like they both <laughs> laugh about it like <laughs> and it was on valentine's day too so that's even weirder so they got they probably got married on valentine's day in 1992 or 1991 uh <laughs> and then she's the only one who realized it and she didn't even realize it at the time i think she said like only recently did she think about it that way because they're both single i believe now mm-hmm. and like there's a lot of hinting going on in that interview that like they've had crushes on each other off and on for like the last 30 years. So like, I kind of want it to happen now. I totally do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, that's a good couple. That's I'm okay with that. I'm actually, I'm weirdly fucking into Keanu Reeves. You guys, I know, right? Like he is, he is, he say what you will about his performances in the eighties and the early nineties. But like the guy kind of figured his shit out and yes, Everyone knows that I am one of those Matrix guys, right? Like, that was, that's, I'm one of those dudes that was like heavily influenced by it, et cetera, et cetera. The thing is, no, his acting is not stellar in, well, we'll say at least two of those movies, right? But later, Keanu Reeves, make, like, go fucking watch John Wick. Yeah. Go watch it. Tell me that guy can't act. Like, you're crazy. I mean, that guy, he, he's good. He's been in some good movies. Uh, I wish I wish Keanu nothing but the best, man. I mean, like, and then you if you really dig into him, like as his personal life, then you even man. like love him even more because the dude has been through some shit. In 1999, um, his girlfriend at the time gave birth to a stillborn child, and their grief tore them apart. And then less than a year later, or just over a year later, she died in a motorcycle accident. Mm-hmm. Just ripped it, ripped his heart out, you know, twice. Yep. I mean, it's not, not her mention, fault or anything. It's just no, no, and not to mention everything else. I mean, not to mention his his best friend, walking, uh, walking River Phoenix, rather, uh, dying. Not to mention, like, it's just, I mean, man, read y'all want a fucking sad story? Read about fucking Keanu Reeves' life in general, and then go and look. There's a whole subreddit. I swear to God, I'll put it in the fucking show notes. There's a whole subreddit that's just pictures of Keanu Reeves doing shit, right? Just doing shit, and it's gifts and sometimes short videos and most often just still photos of him just fucking hanging out that guy like gives up he takes public transport number one Keanu Reeves still I mean he's got cars he's got motorcycles you know what I mean and and surely he rides them but the guy takes public transport like often enough to where people are like yo I saw Keanu Reeves on the street and they posted in this fucking subreddit the other thing is he'll just give his seat up to people you know what I mean yeah he signs autographs. He talks to people every time. He deals with paparazzi in probably the most graceful way I've ever seen celebrities do it, where he's just kind of like, all right, guys, that yeah, sure, I'm, okay, I'm going to be late. That's fine. They'll understand. I'm fucking Keanu Reeves. It's cool. I'll hang out here and talk to you guys. For He will talk to them. It's unreal. The dude lives the life that he believes in. Do you know what I mean? Like, if we're talking about chaos magic, Keanu Reeves is a chaos oh, magician. Yeah. He really is. He, oh, for sure. he lives his truth, and he doesn't back down, and he puts his energy out into the world, and he gets what he wants and deserves. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not, not putting in the work. The dude puts in the work. Yeah, man. And you consider how old Keanu Reeves is at this point, which is to say he is, I'll tell you exactly right now. He is 54 years old. That man does not look like 54. I swear. Well, there is the, the old internet adage, the old internet joke that Keanu Reeves is actually the vampire. Right. Um, you know, you can, you can Google that one on your own time. Um, so there's that, but like, you know, part of that is, I imagine living a, uh, living the majority of your adulthood 
in some form of success and, you know, having access to healthcare and all that shit. And I try to never downplay that side of it. The other half is he's like multicultural. You know what I mean? He's, he's, he's like, he's like what biracial or quarter racial, whatever the fuck it is. You know So he's not entirely white and white people have this bad thing. I'm going to say this while I'm talking to two other <laughs> white guys on a fucking podcast, but I'm just saying, dude, you hit about 45 or so. And there's a very real fork in that fucking road. Yeah. And it's whether it's whether or not you're going to keep looking 45 for 30 more years or whether you're going to immediately wake up tomorrow and look 60. Yeah, you're going to crack you know what real I mean? hard. Yeah. Uh, Keanu Reeves is out there doing it, man. Watch him watch him doing his fucking uh, training for John Wick. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I, I, fuck the rest of this fucking podcast, man. Let's talk about Keanu Reeves <laughs> for a while. Also, John Wick was nothing more than Keanu Reeves' audition to play Spike Spiegel. Oh yeah, no shit, absolutely, and god damn it, I don't. All right, look, visually, the mock-ups putting uh, Benedict Cumberbatch in as Spike Spiegel look really fucking good. The thing, the photoshops that I have seen, I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. If we're going on looks alone, but if you're going on the guy, the guy that I've been campaigning for for twenty fucking years, if you're going, if you're going for the guy that I want to be Spike Spiegel. It is 100% Keanu Reeves because that guy can fucking do it. He can do all of it. I have to God damn up. it. Yeah, look it up. It's fine. Yeah, oh, it's I mean, good. Cumberbatch, uh, he is a fan of Cowboy Bebop though, right? Yes, I believe so. Do I remember he had a friend make him the cosplay because he was super into it? Oh, yeah. He did it. It's very good. Yeah, it's very good. It's very good, but I don't. You know, I spent a long time hating that guy. I'm not going to lie to you guys because his name's bad and he looks like an alien. I'm sorry. It's fucked up. It's not okay. I spent a long time hating that guy. I watched Doctor Strange and was like, oh, shit. Okay. He's a very good actor. Yeah, I was like, fuck, this guy's got it. He's good at what he does. Um, Who else should we talk about? Who who stands out the most to you guys? I'm, we'll go. Uh, we'll ask Remy first. Who stands out the most to you guys uh, as far as acting ability, like really getting out there? And I'm going to take Gary Oldman off the fucking. Oh man. that's a tough one. Jeez, it's like everybody in the whole. He's the whole film. It's not fair. Like I mean, that movie is nothing without Gary Oldman. Like it's it's For really sure. not. Otherwise, it's just like uh, Pride and Prejudice, but super boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. I just think that, you know, uh, for example, I think Tom Waits, while a little overly dramatic uh, and, and, like, hyper-ridiculous, certainly made it. I mean, he seemed like a crazy person. You know what I mean? Like, he, he, he was out there doing it for someone who's not a career actor. Anthony Hopkins. Actually kind of really nails fucking, it. He put in fucking work, yeah. dude. He always does. Yeah, I mean, it's not a surprise. It's a, it's, a, it's a throwaway that Anthony Hopkins did well in a fucking role, I guess, really. But, like, yeah, dude, he kind of... Considering what I would think, what he had to work with, because I think that his character super fucking sucked in this movie, he definitely sold it. Have you ever seen Anthony Hopkins in a true Shakespearean film? No, I have not. We may need to visit Titus one day. Oh, I would do that one. Okay. I could be down with that. I like Shakespeare. Yeah. No, well, I have a couple film adaptations that are that i consider quite good um and, the, and titus is it's uh it's a ride for sure a few months ago i ordered uh on amazon a bunch of oxford um annotated shakespeare books mm-hmm. like you would take in you know in uh whatever english 112 or whatever the fuck you would look at whenever you're looking at that kind of shit um it's really cool dude shakespeare as, as it turns out is good 
I know I'm the first person to ever say that. I know that. I know that it's a hot take. It's a controversial statement. No one else really knows who this guy is, but I'm just saying, man, check out some Shakespeare. Annotated, though, because you will have no fucking clue what's being said. You will will need (laughs) footnotes. Um, You don't understand why the phrase get thee to a nunnery is so fucking funny until someone explains it to you. And you're like, oh, shit. Top ten burns of all time. Um, Also probably invented the slang snatch. Right. God damn. Yeah. Damn, Shakespeare's on it, though. What the fuck else is there to say about this damn movie, man? I guess the plot ends, right? Like, at some point, they fucking, they go to Transylvania. There's a they, race. You know. They, they race yeah. to beat uh, Dracula back to the castle because he's turned Mina, and they got to save her. And the only way to save her is to kill Dracula so that his curse won't take over her body. But that's mm-hmm. really, like, the last 35 minutes of this goddamn film. There's, like, this way too long see a sex scene sort of i guess where he turns mina and it just goes on and on and on like i looked at my watch i don't even have a watch yeah i just kept looking for a watch and i on my wrist i get why i get because that scene was supposed to be not only like her sort of being entirely unfaithful to jonathan um and and choosing vlad in that moment but also it was her turning also, it was her realizing that she'd had a past life. Like, there's a lot to unpack in that little scene right there. Yeah. But what I just told you is more than you get out of the scene itself. To be fair, I mean, Keanu, you know, Jonathan did have a threesome with three vampire bitches. So, like, I kind of don't blame her. Would you have, though? Yeah. I mean, no. you would have. I'll do that right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do that right now. Right now. Right now. Fucking vampires is 400% my shit. 400% my shit. I'll tell Heather what to get for her costume. Yeah, week. yeah, do that. And also, fucking call, somebody call Pornhub. There's not nearly enough vampire porn on that fucking website. Like, what the fuck? This shit that's out there is bad. It's trash. All I need is that scene in Underworld 2 where they fucking go to that exiled vampire's fucking castle where he's in there having a fucking bone-down party with, like, six other hot vampire bitches and that fucking Pussifer song is playing in the background. I just need that for, like... 38. So I could probably just watch. Yeah, I was gonna say, actually. just watch the scene. You'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. It don't take long, guys. It don't take long. Um, yeah. So they race Dracula back to Transylvania. He's on his ship in his dirt mound in his dirt box, uh, reading Mina's mind because he's he's turned her. Uh, they race back. They show up at the castle, fight Dracula, kill him, done. And when I'm, it sounds like I'm being reductive because I do this every week, but like holy shit, it is literally just that they show up. One dude gets knocked around a little bit. Uh, was it Quincy? He does die. No. Yeah. So Quincy Quincy gets knocked around. He dies. And then they just fucking jab a Bowie knife in the dude's fucking heart. And he like fucking backward crawls all wounded and sad into the fucking altar room. And he dies there. And uh, Mina, you know, gives him his fucking last rites and sacrament and shit. And he fucking is able to ascend to heaven somehow. By the way, look, man. This is not the place to yuck anybody's yums. If you are super fucking Christian, I am shocked that you still listen to this episode. <laughs> at, at least fucking this far in if this is your first one. But I will say this. Holy fucking shit. What a fucking crutch that whole idea is. Is to be able to do whatever the fuck you want. In this case, beyond the time span of normal human lives. You're talking four or five human lifespans that this guy has lived. Just doing what the fuck ever. Being an abomination unto God himself. Having actively renounced him. And in the end, he's like, yo, sorry, dog. 
peace and fucking go straight to heaven? Are you fucking kidding he me? He fed a baby to three vampire undead women. Yeah. Yeah. They gotta eat. <laughs> it fucking blows my mind. That aspect, that aspect of the entirety is a discussion for a different, a different whole situation. That aspect of Christianity fucking blows my mind. It's just like, oh, absolution in the end? Sure, totally. Just say you're sorry. You're fine. It's all good. Yeah. Buck ass wild. Buck ass wild. But you, when you put that in a movie, that's bad writing. When you put that in a religion, that's just f- fucking scary. That's just control, I guess. I don't know. I don't, you know, whatever. Yeah, I don't, bad wanna, I don't even want to go there because I could say some things. So. No, no, no. I've, I've said too much. But the end of this movie with him sort of, you know, being absolved and, and being lifted into fucking God's light and whatever, right? transforming back into the form that he was in before he fucking renounced God. And then his face shines and a light goes off and he, you know, fucking image of the fresco of him going into heaven with fucking his wife. Then fucking you hear the credits roll and it's tale is told the time beauty and the beast. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. But I just, what a shitty end to this movie. Like, all things considered, right? No big... You consider the amount of blood and gore and practical effects and, like, kind of cool stuff that did happen. It's not an overly gory movie, I wouldn't say. There's just some scenes where there's, like, literal fucking fountains of blood, which rules. Uh, and Dracula dies with a a wound that you've seen a thousand action heroes shake off in the altar room and then just kind of fucking Jedi disappears into heaven. Like... I'm not buying it, dude. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. I need Dracula to explode into mist or into a billion bats and then fucking come back in a hundred years when the next Belmont shows up. That's like, that's what I need. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's like a, like a lack of, of spectacle in the end. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it is the most action laden parts of the movie uh, fall in that, in that scene sort of when they're fighting Dracula and everything. So it feels like finally something's happening. Like finally there's some, there's some movement and some action and some, you know, camera shit and everything else, but it's altogether too short and it's not, it's not especially well choreographed either. You know what I mean? Like, like none of it just, none of it really feels great. Dracula got his throat slit and just kept fighting, which like, okay, so let me just put this out there, man. You slit a guy's throat like eight seconds tops of fucking combat before this dude is going to bleed out and fucking pass out. Right. Like it's done. Yeah. The carotid carotid artery has been severed, which goes directly to the brain. Right. So you nix that 86, the fucking carotid it's done. Right. This dude's still fucking scrapping, but he catches a Bowie knife to like the side of his body a little bit, like not even actually kind of where the heart is. Like really that's a, that's a long shot. And like, that's the one that doesn't even, it, Death by a Thousand Cuts. Was it the combination of the two? At some point, it doesn't fucking matter because that guy was still fighting at 100% with his throat slit, bleeding everywhere. And two seconds later, he gets stabbed and he's like, fuck, time out, dude. Goddamn, shit. Ow. Really? Like, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. I mean, maybe the rules for sired vampires are different than mastered vampire was going to be my argument. And throat slit and dagger to the knife thing came up and I'm like well there goes that argument (laughs) yeah I mean you know they made (laughs) they made Sir Arthur Holmwood murder his fiance by putting a fucking stake through her heart in a pretty brutal fashion and then they cut her head off 
the Lord of all vampires, the sire himself, they were just like, let him go. It's fine. Yeah, Mi- let him go into his. Mina will take care of this. Altar. I'm like, bitch, what has she done in the film? She's not capable of handling right? anything. Anything. She can barely handle a typewriter. No. It's a moment. It's a moment where John Harker goes. It's his moment where he says, "Oh, she wants to be with Dracula. She's not happy with me. Obviously, I'm going to accept this fucking defeat and I'm going to move on. Let her go. Let her do her shit. They can go live together in this castle. I guess that's the vibe I got of it. But I was like stone to the fucking bone, so I have no idea okay. what I was actually supposed to take out of that moment. Theory. Mina freaks out because she's having feelings for Dracula. Right? She runs away, gets married to Jonathan Harker. They bone down. She's like, he's got a small dick." What if Dracula has a big dick? She wants to find out. Damn. Yeah, true. Could you imagine living as an immortal with a little dick? Mm, the bad times. I'm <laughs> like, damn. You just got to deal with that, huh? All right. Um, Gary Oldman. Not a t- not a, not a big guy. No. Like he strikes me as a guy that's like five six, five seven, right? I think he probably still has a big dick, though, right? Gary Oldman seems to be the type of guy that's got a honk a dick. I don't know. Can't really How say. Is, I think he's like I'll, average height. I want to say he's like 5'8". Well, is that average anymore? I don't know. Yeah. But now it's all well, Christian I, Bale. I, I, oh, uh, yeah. Who are we even talking about <clears throat> right now? I thought Christian now? Bale oh, Gary was 6'0". Yeah, he's, a, he's over 6 foot. I think. Um, I know that because at one point I was incredibly obsessed with... Uh, yeah, Christian Bale's 6 foot. Gary Oldman's 5'9". He's my height. What's yeah, up, yeah. Um, well, I was just trying to figure it out because Willem Dafoe. Now, let me tell you something. Willem Dafoe is also five foot nine. Really? I but he has taller a, than that. No, nah, he's five foot nine, but he has a criminally large penis. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. What are you basing that on? <laughs> I'm basing that off of the fact that he literally was in a fucking movie. That's and... not his dick. <laughs> That's not his dick. No. Are you kidding me? Which movie you're talking about? I don't remember the fucking movie, but where, but where the fucking people literally complained that his dick was too big and they had to get a body double for him because his dick was too big because he was in spandex shit. There's a the movie Antichrist. There's a scene and they make it look like How he's having sex is... and it's not him. It turned out there was two porn stars and that porn star had a big dick. So. I just Googled how big is Willem Dafoe's penis. <laughs> Welcome to your browser history, NSA. Here. I don't I'll put this in our I don't in our, need in to our see chat. It. Oh my god. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um I mean is it though? <laughs> eh. I'm not clicking it. Doesn't it. seem that much bigger than normal. I don't know, man. He could he could also so this is also a question for the uh the argument between the meat penis and the blood penis. They're two very different things. That's the grower versus shower argument for those of you who are you know, need some layman's terms there. Uh, the blood, the blood penis is a whole phenomenon. Now right? I'm thinking Dracula has a blood penis. That's all I got to say about that. There is no way that he is not feasting on some blood and it doesn't get him to six to midnight. That's what I'm saying. Instantly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's gotta be a blood penis. 400%. So you think maybe he's walking around like fucking acorning. Right. Most of the time. Most of the time. But then when it comes down to do business. Yeah. He engorges himself. He, he, he unleashes the dragon. <laughs> Show enough. This is a bad podcast. <laughs> uh, so 
what about production? What about like you guys have any? There's some cool shit that went on here, but we talked about a lot of it kind of uh, along the way. There is the idea that uh, Francis Ford Coppola, who we haven't really even fucking talked about, really um, directed this movie, but also spent a disproportionate amount of the budget on, like we mentioned earlier, on costumes versus set in order to make the characters themselves stand out. And I would say very successful in that way. I think we kind of talked about it earlier, but like the characters, like you can close your eyes and still imagine some of those costumes, right? I mean, if, if not just the weird muscly blood armor, uh, you know, like I said, that fucking, that wedding gown that Lucy wears is crazy. I love it. That look is crazy. Um, I find I found this thing wholesome. I read it on Wikipedia. I want to read it to you now. Uh, this is just like verbatim quoted from Wikipedia here. Uh, Coppola brought in acting coach Greta Seacat mm. to coach Frost and Ryder for their erotic scenes as he felt uncomfortable discussing sexuality with the young actresses. Whoa. Appropriate. Word? Yeah. Word? Yeah. 1992? Damn, Francis. Damn. That was some forward-thinking ass, not Harvey Weinstein, like, yeah. shit going on right there. No like maybe I shouldn't kidding. talk to young women about sex as an old man. Maybe I should just you know not do that. Smart move. Yeah, I I just I read that and it's it stuck out to me where I was like I got to talk about this because that is actually fucking super dope. Now what is interesting is that Gary Oldman talks some sweet nothings into the actress who played Lucy's ear while she's doing her sex riot thing, and she said it was highly inappropriate. Yep, highly unrepeatable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, did you guys know that Francis Ford Coppola had fucking polio as a kid? No. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, he was bedridden for a large amount. Of, this is again directly from his Wikipedia page, but I just I just saw this and was like, what the fuck? Having contracted polio as a boy, Coppola was bedridden for large periods of his childhood, allowing him to in- indulge his imagination with homemade puppet theater productions. That's a lot like uh, Tim Burton, actually. Tim Burton yeah. was like locked in a closet for a lot of his youth and came up with all of the crazy stuff that he loves because he had nothing else to do. Oh yeah. yeah. It's a lot like Buckethead. Yeah. Who's raised in a chicken coop. Oh. That's yeah, dark. Look into it. Yeah, yeah, he was in a chicken coop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this whole movie is just where Jack White made his entire persona around, right? Like it was just this movie where Jack White was like, I'm gonna be a rock star and I'm gonna do it the Gary Oldman way. Yeah. There's a lot of goth people who, you know, are goth-like, you know, archetypes that come out of this film. For sure. For sure. Aurelio Voltaire. A So, this movie was weirdly well-received. Um, looking back on it, like I said, I don't, I don't, I still don't feel like this is an especially strong movie. I think it's the best Dracula movie, but I don't. I would not put this even on a list of horror or drama or anything else. Like, I wouldn't put this on a list of, like, it wouldn't make my top probably 100 if I could think of 100 movies. I still don't think I would put it in there. But if you're specifically talking about Draculas, if you're specifically talking about vampires, this to me, removing sort of the the, the scholarly, the scholastic aspect of, like, you should watch Nosferatu. You should. Also, it's like 23 minutes long and... It's not fucking good. I'm sorry. Like, it's good for what it is. It's not a fucking good movie. You're not going to watch it and walk away going, I get it all now, guys. It's not going to happen. This movie, to me, and Interview with a Vampire are, like, this is what fucking made vampires in pop culture, right? It was Anne Rice doing her shit, and it was this movie, I think, that really got us, well, like I said, like the next 10 to 15 years of dope-ass vampire culture. They spun it in Underworld and made it very modern which was cool. 
um, you know, from dusk till dawn. Still had sexy ass vampires. John Carpenter's vampires, also. Yep. Yep. You Which know, I think is underrated film. Yeah, it's very good. It's very good. Um, but this movie was well received, um, and it currently sits at like a seventy-two or seventy-three on Rotten Tomatoes. Like it's you know people generally every time I talk about this movie, people generally like still feel good about it. Um, that's not certified like fresh is, though, right? I don't think so. I think that's seventy-five percent for that. I agree with that. Like it's not. There's a lot that could be cut from this movie. There's a lot of extra stuff that we just don't. Need. I would like to see. I would like to see this movie. You know, in a perfect world, redone at about an hour and 18 minutes uh, with some shit cut out and a couple scenes reshot, namely that fucking last battle with Dracula. And I kind of think I kind of think it would be more watchable that way, at least in 2018. Yeah. Um, How weird do you think it was going to see this movie like opening weekend, knowing that like this came from the dude that made Godfather? Oh, people were hyped about that. Like, Francis Ford Coppola could make anything at that point, and people would go see it. Um, I mean, the movie, I think it made $200 million plus. Yeah. And only cost 40 yeah, so great return on an investment if you're, you know. Yep. And it was a sharp one, too, because, like, it was out of, it was out of uh, you know, theaters, so to speak, in a, in a big way, like, within three weeks. Like, they really... This shit hit hard on its first few weekends. Um, yeah, its total budget originally was forty million. Its box office was two hundred fifteen point nine, uh, as of current reckonings, which is wild to me. Um, There's a huge return on investment. I wonder. I wonder how much of that is owed to Coppola's name being on the front. Keanu Reeves being on it, Anthony Hopkins, like having having those names. I wonder if that sold this movie. If imagine getting the exact same movie, played the exact same way, the exact same caliber of acting, but just with names you didn't know. Do you think this movie would have done as well? Because I I don't. No. I think that getting Anthony Hopkins in 1992, getting Gary Oldman, getting Francis Ford Coppola, getting Keanu Reeves, Winona Ryder, probably carried this movie maybe a little bit further than it should have. You know, and the spectacle of the film, you know, what we talked about with the special effects and the over the topness mm-hmm. of the costumes, like people, it was a visual feast mm-hmm. and it was highly erotic. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Also, which is, you know, for a movie that made its way into movie theaters, this kind of pushes the, that early nineties limit when, uh, pretty hard. Yeah. When your wife looks up at you and goes, at least there's good tits in this movie. You know, what's up. a lot of good tits in this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, that's kind of, I mean, unless you guys have any other anecdotes or, uh, you know, shit you want to drop on us, that's that's kind of all I have to say about it. And this, it's not my favorite, it's not my favorite vampire movie. Um, it's definitely not my favorite, you know, type horror type or, or mythological type movie by any stretch of the imagination. But I've, you know, we talked about doing this vampire month. I had to do this. I, I have to talk about this movie first. There is no fucking way that I can move on to talk about anything else without talking about this movie first. Y'all have anything you want to, you want to throw in at the end? I think for a timepiece of the nineties, uh, as far as filmmaking goes, uh, I think this film did a lot of really good things. Um, that's all I really have on it. Like, I mean, if you're really interested in nostalgia and what the nineties were like filming and some of the ideas that were going on back in then, this is a movie you should watch. Like that's it. But yep. 
a lot of it is just fucking crazy and unnecessary, but it led to the resolution, which was dumb, but it was what it was. So, I mean, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's a couple of good scenes interspersed with like 20 to 30 minutes in between of just bullshit. And those good scenes are really fucking good. You know, the good scenes are even great, but teenage me liked it. Adult me was kind of like, all right, cool. I got to watch this to do a podcast. I remember it fondly. Kind of wish I didn't watch it. Yeah. Adult me was like an hour in. I'm like, how much longer do we have? Like a half an hour. Right. And then it was like another hour. Yeah. I got fucking stoned to the bone and watched this shit in VR. It was a lot better. (laughs) Like, I feel like I, I feel like I had a much better experience than the two of you. Um, also, only hey man, if you ever get the fucking chance, just only watch movies in VR. It is the only fucking way. I have a whole theater to myself. It's great. Um, so, with that being said, my only anecdote that I forgot that I told myself I would mention was that at some point, Francis Ford Coppola gave Coppola or Coppola. Coppola. How do you guys say it? Coppola. I'm I'm generally a Coppola guy, but sometimes I'll flip it over and do it phonetically. Um, so he gave Gary Oldman a coffin. Gary Oldman was asking, I guess, you know, how do I relate to this character? How do I how do I put myself in his shoes? How do I be this guy or whatever? And so he was talking about it on, in an interview on a Conan O'Brien. And he said, yeah, you know, he gave me this uh, coffin and I think he I think he wanted me to have sex in it. And Conan's like, what the fuck are you talking about? He was like, you know, it's just the way he said it. He was like, hey, did you get that? You know, did you get that coffin I sent you kind of thing. So I'm wondering. Do you think do you think old Francis likes to imagine Gary Oldman fucking oh yeah he's not an unattractive man no Especially who, back hey, then. he was handsome as fucking Gary Jim Oldman. Gordon yeah absolutely who's the best Gary Oldman before we before we sign off the best Gary Oldman role uh, he was a really good uh, Jim Gordon yeah that's, that's what I would role. say too yep. yeah that's yep. the best one the Batman <laughs> begins much... you know all the Dark Knight and all that stuff I have seen the Dark Knight I shit you not over 300 times. Sure. Not The Dark Knight. I'm sorry. Batman Begins. I used to watch that movie every single day after school. Like literally every day in high school. Hundreds of times I've seen that movie. And that was also my pick. Which is funny because now as an adult, I kind of don't fucking like those movies. But he nails it. Uh, so anyway, that's it. That's us. That's the fucking episode. That's the beginning to va- Vamptober? Vamptober? What are we calling this one? I think you were just calling it Spooktember. Spooktember. All right. Dope. I'm into it. Uh, That's us. This has been an episode of the Geek Squatch podcast. You guys, thanks for joining me. Um, We didn't have any voicemails. We had very little interaction uh, from the audience in general because I was kind of late in posting anything. So we're going to go ahead and call it here. Um, If you would like to get in touch with us, however, uh, you'll be able to see short form. If it's something you just want to get off your get off your chest and, and let us know, you can hit us up on Twitter at Geek Squatch Pod. If it is something a little more long form, you really want to get your thoughts out there and organized, you can uh, send us an email, podcast at geeksquatch.com. You can also call us if you want to leave one of those voicemails that I mentioned. You can call us, 540-692-9165. That's 540-692-9165. Call. You will not get, no, one's, no one's going to answer this phone. Leave a message. And we will get it. We'll play it on the show. We'll respond to it. Caleb will probably make fun of you because he's an asshole, but it's fine. I will keep him in check, and I'll keep your ego safe. Um, you heard some speaker freaks. That was the uh, those, those are the folks that made our intro music. 
uh, coming into this thing. So go ahead and give them a shout out. Uh, give them, check them out. Check out their work. <coughs> Speakerfreaks.com. Uh, rate us, review us on iTunes, all that bullshit like that. Uh, and then we're all on Twitter, right? All of us. So yep. I'm on Twitter at WA Hirsch. Caleb is at It Resolves. And Remy, you are at Rampancy, yep. right? It's like Rampancy, but with an E instead of the A. First A there. We did it. That's the episode. That's Bram Stoker's Dracula. May I never watch this movie again? Like, is that is that a thing I, could, I should hope for? Because, like, I like the movie, but I think I probably... I'm 30 now. Yeah. I've probably seen enough of this movie to, for, like, to last... If I live till, like, 65, I'm probably still good. I've seen it 2.4 times. I'm good. Yeah, I'm glad that I've seen it. I'm not mad that it happened. I'm not mad that I rewatched it today, but I'm kind of like, I don't feel a need to ever go back to it, so... I mean, I was kind of hoping, because I couldn't remember if you did or not, but I was kind of hoping I could see Winona Ryder's boobies at the end. I was like, release mm. the Kraken, you know, and nothing happened. But Yeah, they cost too much, those boobies, I, I think, at the time. Yeah, Sad. Yeah, that's, that's the thing you got to deal with. 